T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I, I Obviously, I know more about the negotiation than you know what's out there. I think that, um, like I said before, I think whenever one data point um, comes out, there's a, a danger in that. And so um, I am confident that he wants to be back here in Chicago. Um, I know uh, that we want him back here. And so I, I believe something will work out. You know, ultimately the timing to me, it doesn't matter. You know, what matters is that we're able to reach an agreement. And I think that, um, you know, there's a lot made of the timing and ultimately like we, we have him for, I don't know how many mo- more months that is, but you know, 162 more games and, you know, 700 plate appearances. And, you know, I'm, there's a lot of time between now and free agency. And, um, you know, I respect his um, desire to put a deadline on it. Um, that's his decision. Um, and one that I respect completely. Um, but, you know, our door is open. You know, we don't, we have no um, reason not to, to talk in season. And so, um, like I said, I'll honor that, but I, I am optimistic that we will end up reaching agreement. Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And good evening, everybody. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday. Last day of March, April Fool's Day tomorrow. More importantly, opening day tomorrow. Cubs right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score open against the Pirates. Kyle Hendricks will take the ball for your Cubs. Zach will have your pregame. Pat and Ron will be in the booth. And uh, that all sounds darn good to me. Mike Esposito in for Joe Ostrowski this evening. Glad you're along with. Uh, Got a great show for you tonight. Uh, Lots planned, uh, including we're going to talk about Anthony Rizzo and that contract situation. You just heard Jed Hoyer uh, coming in, Jed talking today. Uh, with the media at Wrigley Field, um, and uh, you heard his uh, pretty heartfelt thoughts there uh, about Anthony Rizzo, uh, who is under contract through the 2021 season, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Rizzo, uh, if you weren't paying attention, if you kind of saw it, didn't see all of it, uh, Rizzo had said uh, no negotiating uh, once the season starts. That is clearly tomorrow, uh, and the two sides have not um reached a deal yet so uh jed talking about that earlier today it's sure to be a topic of conversation and we will continue to talk about it uh right here on the score 312-644-6767 we are broadcasting live from the 670 the score hyundai studios brought to you by your local hyundai dealers our text and our phone line that same number 312-644-6767 the Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Our producers this evening, Sean Anderson and Mike Rankin, 
We thank them uh, for their work back at the SCORE studios. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, we have a great show coming up for you tonight. I'll get to our guests uh, in a moment. We're baseball heavy because, as I said, it's opening day tomorrow. And uh, it's one of the best days of the year, isn't it? Uh, the Chicago Cubs, the Chicago White Sox will get going tomorrow. The Sox in L.A. Uh, Joe Madden will be there, of course, with his Angels. Uh, Lucas Giolito, thankfully, will be there for the White Sox. Uh, as the Sox start a season filled with expectations. Uh, and we'll get to a lot of White Sox talk today, too. A lot of Cubs as well. And some Bulls sprinkled in as we are leading into Bulls Phoenix tonight. 845 for Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. Uh, they will have your pregame and then Bulls and Sons after that. Uh, we'll talk to Bruce Levine from our staff. Uh, brilliant baseball reporter, longtime guy. Uh, at 640, Bruce covers both sides of town. Uh, we'll get his thoughts as we head into the opener. Uh, and then with the final four swirling and baseball starting tomorrow, Jay Croucher from PointsBet will join us. He is their head of trading. Uh, lots to talk to uh, and about with Jay as we head into baseball and certainly Saturday with the final four. From Marquee Sports Network, Tony Andracki will join us at 720, talking Cubs. He will be out there tomorrow. Uh, James Fox from Future Sox will t- join us at 740. Uh, as we go over to the south side, uh, plenty to talk about with them, uh, including uh, their very high World Series expectations. Uh, and then at 8.20, I mentioned our buddy Bill Wennington. He will join us as uh, we get ready for Bulls basketball right here on your home of the Bulls. Uh, 6.70 the score, uh, and the Bulls taking on Phoenix this evening. Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Now back to the uh, the Rizzo conversation. Jed Hoyer, uh, as we played coming in, doing everything but coming right out and saying, listen, we want Anthony Rizzo back and we will have him back. Uh, he can't say that because they haven't agreed to terms. I am not here saying I know anything uh, more than what I've heard, but this certainly sounds like something that Jed will do his darndest to get done, and it sounds like something that the Cubs want to get done uh, at this point, they're just haggling over price. And listen, I I get the let's just wrap this up thing, but we have to look at this too. And I, I am a big Anthony Rizzo fan. I agree with Speegs. I think uh, he said it last segment or two segments ago during the Parkinson Spiegel show that all along he has felt that Rizzo was the one kind of lock to come back to this team out of out of the core. Um, I agree with that. I, I don't see this uh, not ending well for Anthony Rizzo and the Cubs in terms of the uh, the marriage lasting a little longer. I just think at this point you're dealing with an aging guy, 31, uh, and coming off of uh, a not-so-great season. And listen, 2020 for many thousands of reasons uh, was not a great year for, for many people and certainly an odd year for baseball. I know as a fan I was thrilled that we got 60 games last year. Uh, I imagine most of you listening were also glad uh, that we got anything last year for, from baseball uh, after what everyone had uh, gone through, starting with the lockdown back in March. But it was a weird year for baseball, and some guys had terrible years, and Anthony Rizzo happened to be one of them. Now it wasn't, you know, it wasn't god awful, you know, worst season ever, uh, but you know, over 60 games, Riz had a .8 WAR. You know, certainly well below what he is normally doing when you break that out or imagine that out over 162 games. Uh, He did hit 11 home runs, but only 24 RBIs. The Cubs as a whole struggled offensively. Um, 
but you know, not the greatest of seasons. So I understand from a financial standpoint, the Cubs, uh, as he ages and certainly, uh, his performance, uh, bears watching, but Rizzo has been a consistent, you know, four to six war guy, his entire full-time tenure here with the Cubs. Uh, and it's been, if I asked you how many seasons has Anthony Rizzo been here, I bet you a lot of you would guess less than the 10 seasons uh, that this will now mark for him. I, I counted. I literally, on my computer screen here, counted. I'm like, wait a second. is he? And I, you know he's been here that long. He's the first guy of this core that uh, they got. You heard Jed allude to that today. You know, he talked about uh, drafting him in Boston, trading for him in San Diego, trading for him again because Jed was the GM in San Diego before he came to the Cubs, and then trading for him again uh, uh, sending Andrew Kashner there at the time, that was a big deal. Kashner was one of the best prospects of in, in the Cubs system. Uh, and, uh, he's had a decent big league career, but certainly Anthony Rizzo has been uh, a great one for the Chicago Cubs, but Rizzo came over in 2012 mid, uh, midway through there played 87 games. Uh, and then he has been a full-time player, of course, ever since then. Uh, we've heard five for 70. I know Jed uh, talked about the data point, and I know he talked about not wanting to kind of go into the one data point, which I get. Um, You know, these negotiations stay private for a reason. You always hear about guys uh, in arbitration uh, with teams. They they don't want to be in that room because you don't want to hear all the negative uh, that comes out during that. Because, listen, for better or worse, it's the team's job. To, to point out your flaws. Listen, we don't want to pay you, you know, $20 million a year, uh, Mr. Baseball Player, because of X, Y, and Z. And I know you're going to ask for the 20. We'd rather pay you 15. And, you know, the arbitrator will decide on, on one of the two figures. Um, but I still think, and I'd love to hear what you think. Again, 312-644-6767. If you pr- prefer to text, please do so. Same number, 644-6767. Um, I think Rizzo ends up with the Cubs. Uh, I would be happy if he stays with the Cubs. I want him to stay on the Cubs. Uh, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion amongst Cubs fans. I know there are some people that would rather them not spend money on an aging first baseman. I just think Rizzo's different. I really do. I think he is he's uh, a grade A fielder. He always has been a gold glove level, level fielder. Uh, prior to the whatever you want to call last year, uh, half season, quarter season, whatever it was, his numbers had been maddeningly consistent, 25 to 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, playing almost every day. Uh, he's a guy you want. He's the face of the in, uh, of the franchise. And certainly, uh, if this is his last year, he's still a guy that will be a Cubs legend forever. Um, I would like to see Anthony Rizzo come back. Can they settle on the contract terms? That is really uh, where we're at right now. But And I know I read some of these comps, too. You know, the, the contract Paul Goldschmidt got from St. Louis, five years, $130 million, uh, at a similar age. And I think there's a year difference between the two. But still, very similar in age, uh, very similar in output. You could ar- even argue that Paul Goldschmidt, batting-wise, has done more than Rizzo over the course of his career. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I would love to know... Um, all the details of the negotiations, I'm sure you will as well, but that is just not something that uh, Jed Hoyer wants. It's not something that we all want. I know one thing that David Ross wants. That's the Cubs skipper. David Ross uh, said today that he would certainly like to see good old number 44 back. 
you know, negotiations are funny, man. They, it's, it's, it, that's why they take a while. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I heard somebody say one time, you know, negotiations never really start until the, till the end. Right. Like, so, um, sometimes those things happen and, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to Anthony having a great season and, um, things will work out in the end. It, it just, he's too good of a player. Um, whatever, whatever is in the cards for Anthony and, and us, that's kind of out of my control. So that was yesterday, David Ross and, and Sean Anderson. Thank you for, uh, correcting me. That was not today. That was yesterday. Um, he wants and expects, you could kind of tell Rizzo to be back. And listen, I get Rizzo will be 32 in August. He's uh, August birthday, so he will be 32 in uh, mid-season here. And uh, there is a concern, and, and I, I advocate for this too. I'm not necessarily saying give him a six- or seven-year contract. I'm saying let's see what the market is. Let's see how he plays. But I certainly expect when all is said and done um, that – Number 44 will be playing first base for the Cubs past this season. And I agree with this texter from the 708. The back injuries are my biggest worry. Agreed. You have a guy that's that's played a lot of games. Um, we've seen him keep himself in that shape, though, in game shape, uh, and keep himself ready. Uh, I, I, I am almost uh, willing to throw last year completely out the window based on everything that happened with covid uh, and the you know the start at halfway point of the season and the 60 games and everything, um, that was weird for a lot of guys. We heard about the no video. We heard about all the other stuff. And we haven't even and we'll get to Javi and we'll get to Chris Bryant and we'll get to Wilson Contreras and all of that other uh, free agency stuff with the Cubs as well as we as we continue here tonight. Uh, but for now with Rizzo, listen, the back injuries are far and away my biggest worry because if that's something that's going to plague him, uh, you definitely want to know that. But listen, the Cubs have had him here for 10 years. They would know better than anybody if this guy has a chronic back uh, problem. I just I just don't think um, that they would even offer him the 5 and 70 if this was something uh, that they were worried about. 847 Texter says the Cubs made a fair offer, more than fair. Well, you know what? We will find that out. We will find that out. Because the the market is let's say let's say he plays out the season he has an Anthony Rizzo season, the Cubs still haven't re-signed him, and he goes into free agency. I don't know that he gets more than five and seventy, and I'm I'm not I'm guessing I'm speculating, but what if five for seventy is the best offer he gets? It's possible, he he will be thirty two at that time. I just think I just think one way or the other the Cubs work it out. I do not feel the same way necessarily about Chris Bryant, about Javier Baez. It certainly seems that, that is an either or proposition. I just think Riz is back. I, I think that is something that David Ross wants done. I think that's something that Jed Hoyer wants done. Rizzo has come out and said obviously he he wants to retire as a Cub. And most importantly, I think Tom Ricketts wants it done. I think it's important after the stripping down uh, of this payroll uh, after last season, after trading you Darvish, after, you know, quite frankly, the, the playoff struggles since 2016, um, since the World Series, that Rizzo is a guy that they're going to want to to bring back. And, you know, with either Bryant, Baez, Contreras, whatever combination of that is back. Uh, and then 
rebuild from there. It's going to be interesting as they see uh, what this shapes up to be because there's a lot of decisions coming up for this team. And, and, you know, listen, as fans get back in the stadiums and as um, things return to normal, you know, knock on wood, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, this uh, the financial uh, engine that is the Chicago Cubs will kickstart back in there. And there's no way the Cubs get away with being uh, a penny-pinching squad. And I, I don't pretend to know the behind-the-scenes of their finances, but certainly Darvish was traded because of how much he made. I, I have zero doubt about that. I have no idea what the future holds financially for the Cubs, but we've seen this team be top three in baseball and payroll. I don't think an Anthony Rizzo... Uh, you know, early 30s to mid 30s contract is something that is going to be not doable uh, for a big market uh, flush Chicago Cubs team. Uh, and again, knock on wood, hopefully that is sooner rather than later. I'll be curious to see how the whole fans in the stands thing progresses this year. Uh, also, yeah, self congratulations, but hey, let's all do it. Got the old number one vaccine shot today. I am excited about that. I can't wait to get back out to the ballpark. Uh, and I'm Hopeful to uh, see lots of you out there as well um, as the Cubs and as the White Sox get their seasons going tomorrow. Plenty more to come here on the score. 312-644-6767. Again, Bruce Levine will join us at 640, talking both sides of town. Uh, Jay Croucher from Points Bets at 7. And we will dive into your Chicago White Sox when we return. Ozzie Guillen on earlier today with Mully and Haw. Steve Stone on with Lawrence. Both had interesting takes on certain parts of the White Sox, and we'll get to that next. It's Mike Esposito with you here on 670 The Score. I think right now we have to prepare that we're going to be without him and and plan accordingly. Now, whether those answers come internally and and he comes back on the earlier side of the timeline, uh, or we go outside and he comes back earlier and we have, you know, too much depth at that point, you know, we'll, we'll, that's, that's a good problem to have. And we'll deal with that accordingly. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm all for having too many options and being pleasantly surprised by, by the different opportunities we have. So I think we're better off approaching it, you know, as if he's not going to be here for the five to six months and then uh, react accordingly. If, if it happens uh, sooner than that. Sox GM Rick Hahn right there, and speaking of plenty of options, the Sox, uh, well, actually not the Sox, but Chuck Garfine uh, on Twitter about a minute ago from NBC Sports Chicago. Chuck says, uh, lineup-wise for tomorrow, your left fielder will be Larry Garcia, with your DH then, of course, being Zach Collins. And you're like, huh? Where's Vaughn? Well, apparently Vaughn will not start tomorrow. So uh, how about that? <laughs> and here we go. Uh, the, the fun to be had with your Chicago White Sox uh, and all of the uh, different uh, Rick Hahn options uh, as uh, we head into 2021. That caught me by surprise. I thought for sure Vaughn would uh, DB the DH. I thought, you know, the Lurie thing might happen, but uh, that's where we're at right now. So that is... Uh, that is part uh, of Tony LaRusso's plan for tomorrow. Collins, your DH. Larry, the left fielder. Sox in L.A. taking on the Angels. Uh, Giolito against Bundy in that one. Mike Esposito back with you here on 670 The Score. 
in for Joe Ostrowski this evening, leading up to Bulls basketball at 845. Uh, the Bulls are in Phoenix, and uh, Chuck and Bill will have your pregame uh, at 845. In fact, Bill will join us at 820 uh, to preview the Suns game a little bit. Right now we're talking a lot of baseball, though. It is opening day tomorrow across the country, across MLB. Some really nice games and pitching matchups tomorrow. Uh, the Cubs have Kyle Hendricks against Chad Kuehl tomorrow. Uh, you have lots of uh, other ace games uh, pitching uh, tomorrow. Flaherty and Castillo, uh, St. Louis and Cincinnati tomorrow. Scherzer and DeGrom in Washington. Uh, that one won't suck. Uh, and Lucas Giolito. You, you, you get to watch both baseball games tomorrow quite easily uh, if you're like me and if you like both teams because the Cubs play at 120. The Sox, you're going to have to stay up late. It's a 9.05 first pitch uh, here Chicago time. But Lucas Giolito, uh, one of my favorite players in the White Sox, uh, will have the ball for Tony La Russa's ball club, uh, your Chicago White Sox. And and I thought of that today as I was reading uh, my Chicago Tribune uh, earlier this morning. Paul Sullivan's piece right there on the front page quotes Sox manager Tony La Russa from 1980, spring training. And, and as I'm reading that, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm unfortunately old enough to remember that. Not well, but I am old enough to remember 1980 and baseball in 1980. I don't remember young Tony La Russa in his first season, though, but that gives you some perspective as to how long uh, he has been a- around the game. Uh, that was his first full managerial season, the 1980 season. Of course, 83, they win the division. Yes, 83. Uh, they do win the division. Uh, but Larusa back. And I know a lot of people didn't like the move uh, initially. I think a lot of that, at least I feel, it, it seems a lot of that has lessened. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong uh, on, the te- on the text line if you want. Uh, at 312-644-6767. Uh, tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Um, I think a lot of the Larusa hatred, and I call it hatred not meaning that they hate Larusa, but that they hated the pick. I think a lot of that has gone away. Uh, we also had, a, and I thought it was interesting uh, this morning, uh, Ozzie Guillen was on with Molly and Haw, and he talked about, and this again, you know, the former Sox manager has got a, a, another uh, long history in the game of baseball. He told the guys why he thought Tony Larusa was a good choice for the White Sox this year. I expect Tony to be the guy the White Sox need to push them to do the best, to push them to play harder, to push them. We don't need that many day off. To push them, hey, I, I don't want to DH, I want to play first. No, Tony, when he made the line, no, this is my line, no, and to respond that way. And I think that's the Tony I expect, and I hope, and I will think he will be the same guy. I don't think the same guy, you know, everybody changed. Getting older, no more baseball. But I think I want the, the guy is always behind his player, but also make him, make him play hard and play to win. Teaching how to win. Know how to play good to put good numbers. Teaching how to win. And I think they have the right guy. So that's Ozzie Guillen. He was on uh, Mullion Haw this morning. You'll hear him all baseball season with the guys. Uh, as always, great stuff from Ozzie, but – I tend to agree, and listen, I'm not in love with the Larusa pick, but having covered him uh, for for many years back in his St. Louis days, when when we would uh, see them in town all the time, uh, Cardinals Cubs, uh, the uh, era where Larusa had great success, 
Um, I think he's a smart baseball man. I know he's a smart baseball man. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best managers uh, to to uh, ever work in this game. I think he started to earn the respect of, of the guys. You've heard that come out throughout camp. Um, I know Tim Anderson has made some positive comments about Larusa after you, you had heard some negative ones. You know, right after the initial signing. Um, I mean, it remains to be seen. Obviously, Larusa is uh, he's a proven commodity, but unproven uh, with a young uh, White Sox team in which he's really just getting started. So he's uh, 76 years old and kind of a, a, a new rookie in a, in a sense that uh, he hasn't managed in 10 years. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does this year. I, I am optimistic about the White Sox and, yeah, you know, for there are many reasons. But I look at this starting rotation and I know, and actually I'm going to, one of the things I want to ask Bruce Levine about, and Bruce will join us at 640, uh, is about Carlos Rodon because I have a, uh, I think I've p- uh, predicted success for Carlos Rodon just about every year of his big league career. This year will be another one. Uh, I actually do think uh, Rodon, uh, a sneaky good fifth starter there, not expecting big things, but hoping for the best uh, for a guy who's got plenty of talent, but has, has always managed to get bit by the injury bug. But look, I mean, your, your one, two, three are about as good as anyone in baseball with Giolito, Keuchel, and Lance Lynn. If Cease and Rodon as four and five, and, and there are some wild card aspects to each of those guys, if Cease and Rodon can do what I think they can do and what I, I'm sure lots of White Sox fans think they can do, that's going to be the best rotation in baseball. And, and I am not even exaggerating when I say that. I mean, that is the, well, the LA Dodgers are going to have quite a rotation. Let's, let's get that right out of the way. Your, your Kershaw, your Trevor Bauer, um, this, this is not, this is not a rotation to be trifled with. And we know that, uh, they are extremely deep Walker Bueller. How could I forget him? But right there, um, is your, your top competition. And I'm only saying if Cease and Rodon give you what, uh, you think they're going to give you out of that pen. Um, and I love Liam Hendricks and I know a lot of times the, the closer, um, free agent closer. We've, we've seen this with Craig Kimbrell, uh, doesn't always have success immediately at his new, uh, team. Uh, I think Hendricks is not that guy. I think Hendricks is a guy that, uh, will have great success with the White Sox. And this is a team that, you know, is going to hit. I mean, this is a team that will score runs. They're going to miss Aloy Jimenez, uh, greatly. And, um, I just think, I think the pitching rotation really helps cinch it for, for the White Sox this year, uh, and hopefully they can avoid injury. Uh, Sean Anderson back at uh, at the studio. Um, I know we had talked before the show, too. I, I think this is a team that's going to be exciting, uh, and I think if they don't win the division and make the playoffs, this is going to be a disappointment, right? I, I don't know about if they don't win the division. Um, I, I could see this team faltering and having you know more potholes to maneuver through than last year. I think that will probably be a huge thing about this with with uh, this entire season. I think we forget how much 162 games is. So anything could happen in that. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the division though, and I, I'd probably place money on it to happen. I think it's likely, but if they make it as a wild card, I still think they can do damage. So it, it's all about getting into that point. So if if they're in the playoffs and they're heading in with a full head of steam, I, I wouldn't be mad if they're not, you know, the the the, the division champion. Um, but it is frustrating already having lineup worries 
uh, in the first <laughs> game with uh-huh. Tony Larusa when I wasn't even that big of a fan of the hire. So I'm uh, not worried because it's game one and I'd like to see what happens. Uh, but it, it is something that is. It, we dealt with it a ton with Renteria, and I thought that maybe it would have been gone. And I, it's baseball, I guess. Yep, it is very baseball-y that we, we think uh, we know something and, and the opposite happens. I was very surprised. I thought for sure. I mean, didn't Tony just come out the other day and say Vaughn will be in there somewhere? Didn't he just say that? Well, Vaughn's not in there, apparently. Yeah, yeah. well, and apparently the reasoning is because they're going to have a righty starting the Angels on uh, on opening day, Dylan Bundy. And then on uh, Friday night, they're going to be throwing out lefty Andrew Heaney. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it's the lefty-righty thing, and they want to make him feel as comfortable as possible in his first MLB at-bats. But Mike Rankin's back here cutting up tape, and he's like, I thought the whole point of him have, being on the roster was to get him as yep. many at-bats as possible. And you're screwing that up by not giving him as many at-bats as possible, whether it be versus righties or lefties. So Zach Collins is your DH, if you're wondering who the DH is. And uh, we, we uh, threw this out there after Chuck Garfine tweeted it about 15 minutes ago. But yeah, so Larry Garcia playing left, undoubtedly for defense, and Zach Collins, your DH, coming out uh, for opening night tomorrow night in L.A. against the Angels. Joe Madden's Angels, by the way, uh, and they will uh, throw Dylan Bundy, as Sean just said. But no Andrew Vaughn. I'm a little disappointed by that. I kind of wanted to see the big guy in there. Um, Probably the best prospect the Sox have, and I guess he's not a prospect anymore if he's made the big league roster, but up until tomorrow, I guess I could still refer to him as as White Sox prospect or their top prospect, Andrew Vaughn. Espo, real quick here. The reason, yes, like, we're having these knee-jerk reactions uh, of the opening day leaks right in the lineup here. Uh-huh. And the problem that I have with Andrew Vaughn not being in the lineup is that is there like I'm wondering to myself, is there going to be a trend where these concerns continue where it's like, well, we're going to periodically throw Andrew Vaughn in the lineup. And I know there's concerns about his ability to play left field, but he's making the opening day roster. And he is clearly the valuable bat that they're looking at to play a huge part of the season. And he's not in the opening day lineup. is very disappointing to me because I was looking forward to obviously seeing him get as many plate appearances as possible. But the larger concern is to me, how often are they going to balance the Leary combination with Andrew Vaughn and then further extending it to when Adam Engel returns? It's just, I'm just left wondering here because I expected Andrew Vaughn to be the priority bat that'll most likely be in the lineup, you know, most of the yeah. time. Mike, I'm 100% with you. That's Mike Rankin. He's uh, our producer, uh, one of our producers back at the shop. And I'm with you. I, you know what? I'm all for, if I have to, sacrificing defense in left field to put Andrew Vaughn out there. I, 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 Nothing against Larry Garcia, but I'm with you. I wanted to see Vaughn out there. You are already sacrificing defense with Aloy out there. Uh, nobody's going to replace his bat. Um, but Andrew Vaughn was sure going to try, and I was there for that. I'll still be there for that, whether it's tomorrow or Friday, whenever it is. I will still be here for that. But uh, well, anyway, we'll talk more White Sox uh, next hour with James Fox of Future Sox. Coming up next, actually, we'll talk Sox with him, too. Bruce Levine, score insider, our baseball maven, will join us as we break down opening day for both the Cubs and the White Sox. We'll talk to Bruce next. Mike Esposito with you right here on 670 The Score. I would think it's going to be Vaughn, but we'll have to see uh, We'll have to see what decisions are made. And the reason I say that is Rick Hahn, who we interviewed yesterday, said that uh, they're going to make some announcements tomorrow as far as what the roster is going to look like, uh, who's going to be where, who's going to win the eighth spot in the bullpen, um, who's going to be the, the swing man in the infield. we got a pretty good idea about that. Who's going to be the outfielders and 
so I, I don't think there's a great deal of competition left. There's just some roster spots that have to be filled. And there's Steve Stone. White Sox TV voice. And uh, it was not Vaughn in left field, as we learned uh, just uh, moments ago via Twitter. Larry Garcia will start in left, it looks like. And Zach Collins, your DH for the White Sox tomorrow. To talk about all things White Sox and all things Cub, uh, let's head out to the score hotline right now, brought to you by Alp. So we will not head out to the score hotline. We are waiting, uh, pending a Bruce Levine, who is apparently uh, on a Zoom call with Tony La Russa right now. We'll get Bruce fresh from the uh, call as soon as he uh, comes off of it. But see, even Stoney gets stumped once in a while. Uh, as uh, he thought Vaughn would be your left fielder tomorrow for the White Sox. Um, and uh, we are getting Larry Garcia. We are getting Zach Collins as your DH. And undoubtedly Vaughn uh, will come in. Uh, to the play to the picture on Friday uh, against the right uh, the left-hander Andrew Heaney. So we'll see that uh, for Friday in the Chicago White Sox lineup tomorrow night. It's a night game in L.A. Giolito and Dylan Bundy. Uh, you have Hendricks pitching for the Cubs opening day start against the Pirates tomorrow. Zach Zaidman will have your pregame. Ron Coomer. And our buddy Pat Hughes will have the call, as always, Pat and Ron, right here on 670 The Score with a 121st pitch. Be sure to tune in. Cubs baseball is back, uh, and we are excited for that uh, right here on 670 The Score. Uh, Bruce will be joining us momentarily uh, as soon as the La Russa call is over. And we want to continue to talk to you at 312-644-6767. A text from the 630 uh, asking about the hype about Lance Lynn, uh, a career 360 ERA. I am nervous about him, uh, says this texter. Well, I'll tell you this. Lance Lynn, if nothing else, uh, has been you know that workhorse type of guy uh, that you can count on throughout uh, most of his career. Uh, he is a veteran. He's 33 years old, but he's a guy that uh, prior to two years ago had always made all of his starts. Uh, in 2019, he made all of his starts 33, and then last year uh, with Texas, he made a full slate of 13 starts, again, with the abbreviated season, uh, but had a really nice year. His last few years, and again, pitching in the American League, uh, a 3.67 ERA, two years ago, a 3.32 ERA last year. More impressively last year, though, a 1.06 whip. He definitely seems to have his legs back under him. Um, after being back. And the other nice thing that I like about this that wasn't necessarily uh, a part of the equation when they signed him uh, with Lance Lynn is that he's played for Tony La Russa. He was on the Cardinals uh, for the bulk of the uh, the decade. Uh, so that definitely is something that I think works in his favor. Now it's time to head on out to the score hotline brought to you by Alpamani Nissan. Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at apnissan.com. You find him on Twitter, at MLB Bruce Levine. Bruce, good evening. How are you, my friend? Mike, always a pleasure to talk to you, especially talking baseball before opening day. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, the country and the city of Chicago, we need our baseball, and hopefully it'll be here in total this year. Yeah, and, and I understand you were just on the uh, La Russa call, and we also got a little news out of there from the lineup. Uh, based on uh, the who's playing left and who's DHing, I was not on the Larusa call, so. Oh, my mistake. I was uh, misinformed. Well, Larry Garcia is getting the start in left. Uh, Zach Collins uh, will be your DH tomorrow. So, 
lots of uh, moving parts there, and Tony is already using him. I know a lot of people thought Vaughn would would get uh, one of those slots tomorrow, but uh, that's where Tony's going tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I I, I posted a uh, something on uh, Twitter that uh, Tony was considering either DH or left field for Vaughn, and I guess he considered the idea that uh, it would be better uh, that uh, Collins starts uh, tomorrow. I mean, Collins has had a super spring training, both offensively and defensively, really proved himself uh, to the team and to uh, La Russa and the pitchers that he is uh, a major league uh, hitter for sure and catcher that is improving, and uh, that is why you see the move. Also, Cal- the Angels uh, you know, play in a pretty big ballpark, and uh, Garcia is the best choice defensively uh, because of the, the you know, the the room that you have to cover. So I think it's a good call by Tony. Yeah, it, nothing wrong there with the defense and left, certainly. And I'm excited personally to watch Lucas Giolito. Bruce, I know we've had many conversations over the years uh, as Giolito has come up and then uh, struggled out of the gate. But he has really established himself, uh, I think, as a true number one. And I, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, he is, uh, you know, he has the aura about him now, Mike, to go along with the pitches. I mean, you you see the development over the last uh, three years from being one of the worst pitchers in the league, actually the highest ERA in baseball three years ago to, you know, being one of the uh, top pitchers over the last two years and just a aura about him when he goes out there that he's not only going to be good, but he's going to continue to go out there until they tear him off the mound. He looks like a guy from the old days that wanted to go out there and throw nine innings, uh, which doesn't happen very much anymore. But he is uh, that type of pitcher, and uh, he has created, you know, a, a different role for himself as a would-be pitcher to a, an ace pitcher for the White Sox. Talking to Bruce Levine, 670 The Score, also a contributor on Marquee. And, Bruce, I imagine I saw your picture from the press box today on Twitter, at uh, Wrigley. Uh, the Cubs will have the Pirates there uh, tomorrow afternoon with Kyle Hendricks getting the start. Had to be nice to get back at the old ball yard, and, and Jed Hoyer had lots to say today. He did, yeah, and it was great to be back in the ballpark. Not too many of the media uh, showed up today because everything was on Zoom, and uh, most of the media that was were already in spring training have seen these guys work out, and uh, you know they spent about 45 minutes on the field. But uh, you know, Hoyer was uh, certainly... Um, very positive about something that Anthony Rizzo wasn't very positive about a few days ago when he said that negotiations are off and that we're not going to be uh, talking as of opening day about an extension on a contract. Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, reported that the offer was five years, $70 million. Rizzo coming off of a nine-year contract that will pay him $70 million over that time. It was a a great contract for Rizzo when he signed it uh, back in 2013 when he had uh, really hadn't proved anything yet, but the belief by the uh, Cubs uh, were, were there, and it turned out to be a, a tremendous contract for the Cubs, who've gotten nine stellar years out of an all-star player and have averaged paying him uh, about $7.5 million a year. Yeah, and the, the tough part of this, and, and we've had mixed reaction from our listeners, and, and certainly it's understandable, but, you know, the age thing creeps in. People point out his back injuries, but uh, 
I, I've always thought of Rizzo out of this entire core, and this is not recent. Uh, this is not a recent thought, but even going back, you know, to the World Series season, you know, while Bryant might have been the MVP of the of the National League that year, you always kind of felt in your bones that Anthony Rizzo was was the leader, was the key guy out there in terms of uh, the Cubs and who they looked to uh, on that field. That that was always my impression. What was your take on that? Well, he's been the face of the organization since he got there. Okay, and he established himself early, not only an exemplary uh, player on the field, but off the field, one of the uh, great Chicagoans, somebody that's raised uh, millions and millions of dollars for children's cancer research, uh, other charities in the Chicagoland area, always time for people, always a smile on his face. Uh, You know, he is Chicago Cub baseball, and, and the Cubs don't argue that, okay? Uh, because they don't agree on the money, uh, Hoyer said today that he wants Anthony Rizzo to be a Cub for a long time, and that even though there's a difference in what they feel uh, they want to pay or what Rizzo wants, he is very optimistic, and he underlined optimistic more than once in the conversation, that he believes something will be worked out and that Rizzo will stay a Chicago Cub. And I think that would be a nice outcome. As far as the... Uh, the money, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to take sides. You know, uh, they're basically offering him the same contracts that he's made over the last two years, which is not a, a slap in the face. I mean, if you see uh, Jose Abreu on the other side of town, uh, last year signed a three-year deal extension for $16 million a year. So a lot of people thought he was underpaid. But in, in reality, you know, people can't relate to separating 16 million from 30 million dollars uh guys like you and i and uh, the normal white collar blue collar guy out there we can't make heads or tails out of that i i can tell you that knowing anthony rizzo it's not that he's greedy and it's not that he um he thinks he he can't get by on the money he's made already i know that he feels deep down that he's made enough money for himself his family and his family's family for a lifetime. It's about getting paid what you what your uh, your your uh, numbers and your uh, aura has been all about. That's that's what he wants, and and that's uh, that's a, a union thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- representing the union properly, making sure that numbers stay up there so that people after him can continue to get paid. That's a, a very much part of this as well. Yeah, and I think that goes uh, really uh, to the level of importance, too, Bruce, that he hasn't seen free agency. I mean, you mentioned the Cubs had him tied up with that contract uh, for so long. This is really his first crack at it, and and he wants to explore it, and uh, that is his every right. And I certainly hope, and judging by Jed's comments today, uh, I don't want to say expect, but I certainly lean towards uh, the likelihood that uh, that he will be back. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anybody is wrong here, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cubs are offering a five-year deal, according to the reporting by Rosenthal. I think that's accurate. Um, so they're not saying they don't want Anthony Rizzo. If you're willing to offer somebody a five-year contract, that means that you believe in their talent and you believe that they're going to help you win. Uh, now, the the other part of it is Rizzo has every right in the world to go out and get the best contract uh, that he can. And uh, he'd like it to be here in Chicago. And we'll see how it shakes out. I did like very much 
the positivity that uh, Jed had out there today when he talked. All right, Bruce. Well, we certainly appreciate your time this evening. Thanks for hopping on, and we'll see you back out there tomorrow for uh, opening day, Kyle Hendricks, and uh, excited to get another baseball season underway. Yeah, it's going to be great, and just uh, everybody enjoy it. Stay healthy and happy, and let's hope we have a full 162-game season. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. That is Bruce Levine. From our staff at MLB Bruce Levine on Twitter, if you'd like to follow him as I and many, many tens of thousands uh, other baseball fans do. When we come back, uh, we will switch gears just a little bit, a little to the baseball, but certainly a lot to the Final Four, too. From PointsBet, Jay Croucher, their head of trading, will join us. Talk a lot of different things with Jay. I'm excited to do this next. He will join us on 670 The Score. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 